0: Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father, and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Cool. This long I love long weekend church because for me. It always feels so intimate and uh, close proximity to one another. Like when Elijah thought he was alone. Sometimes on the long weekend, I think myself, Janae and our children, we're alone. And then God said, don't worry, I preserve some other prophets as well who call on my name. And so when I come to church on long weekend, I'm like, if it's only us, the band, we sing and then we go and have pizza. Um, but then people come in, and then I see again, God preserves for himself a few people in the town of Secunda. Even if you had to be here because you had to work, it's okay. <laughs> Praise God. I'm not going to be long tonight. I'm finishing off this just a few Sundays talking about how we were created and what it means for worship. Uh, myself, Vian, and Ham, we're actually studying. Jou begin Okay, okay. we're actually working through a subject that speaks about um, how we made and how we fell into sin and what it means for us. So it's the third week just sitting on that um, theology and just bringing it through in practical ways. And tonight I'm just wrapping it up and I'm taking a few things and landing it. And some of the points are going to be a little bit academical, but we need to understand this. This is important, but most of it is easy to apply and you can take it with you tomorrow morning when you open your bible okay i'm just a quick recap from last week if you want to just get your mind where we were last week we had three points we said when we know who we worship it's okay not to know the details of the journey we realized that adam was brought into a creation that was completed and he's like oh what is you know these animals i didn't ask for them yeah. But you, you, you got them in any case, you know. The trees were made, the waters were split, the mountains were there, and boom, there he came. So God often brings us into places in our lives where the environment around us um, is, is hard for us. But the good thing is God will walk with us, okay? It's more important who goes with you. We, though many, are gathered unto God for one singular purpose we are here to glorify god's name all of us sitting here and so we it is sinful for me and for the leadership to allow cultures which breaks down relationships in this church and for each one of us i'm using the word sin okay god forgives us and we can pull back in it's sinful to break relationship with a fellow christian if you know you can Reconcile because we're called to be one, just as the Father, Son, the Spirit is one. Right? Okay? The number three, being made by God three in one, having walked away through sin, we return to God through Jesus, but we return to God three in one. So we want to hear the word where we encounter Christ, we want to pray to the Father, and then we want to allow the Spirit in worship for those times where it's unscripted, where we can say words that bubble up in our hearts and allow call to go in any direction He wants to and and have people coming out of the church to to say what they feel. It's, that's how we we create an atmosphere for the Spirit to to speak. Okay. Amen. Just a quick recap. So, I'm going to read the same scriptures because we're still on creation and then I'm going to take one or two different angles. Net for a begin, let's start in the right way. Just turn to the person next to you and say... Even though you might look like it, you did not come from an ape, okay? <laughs> you know, you don't have to say the look part, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I joke about the looked part, okay. <laughs> okay, let's let's read together um, the story of our beautiful creation. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every single, every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And every beast of the earth and every bird of the heavens and to everything that keeps, I'll just repeat my own scripture now. Everything that has breath of life, I've given every gra- green plant for, and it was so. And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. We then see uh, the story going back to the creation of man, just, just giving us a little bit more about the, how we were made. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work, that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. Then, zooming into the creation of man, then the Lord formed the man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. The man gave names to all the livestock and all the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field, but for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. It's incredible. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Beautiful imagery. That's your history. Isn't it beautiful? I uh, want to see that one day in heaven on the big screen. Blu ray, 3D, the whole, the whole story. Do they have popcorn there? We won't need it, eh? Okay. Do they have biltong in heaven or <laughs> uh, I'm just jumping back. Before we land, I want to give, I'm going to have five reflections tonight on our creation. We're reading this again, Genesis 1.25. And God made, look at this. This is the sixth day. It says, God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God said that it was good. Okay, say dira. It was good. Done. Okay. Then God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds and over the livestock and over the earth, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Okay. Everything was created, all the animals, and then God said, now let us create man in our image very important now we don't talk about this a lot but let's let's just do it it's important that we that we do make space for it um, a big question out there today when when the scientists come to the table is a question around the age of the earth okay so so, so how old is the earth and 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 you know did animals walk on the earth Um Billions and millions of years ago. Okay. And I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I'm going to give you enough to, to steer you in the right direction. The problem here is that when God made everything, He said that it was good, right? Which means we don't see death and sin before man's sin. And if we trace the genealogies in the Bible from Adam, which we have, Adam, so many years, his son, Seth, so many years, if we work very tightly with it, we get the age of man being about six thousand years. Which means he, man is a young creation. God has not left us here like forever and not return. Okay. What we find then if we if we look loosely at the generations which might which which can happen where the Bible is not thorough thorough with all the ages. You can maybe go up to fifteen to eighteen thousand years, and and most theologians will say it's it's young, it's it's young, okay. Um, then, what you'll find within good theologians, which might not hundred percent agree with one another, but would say they have. Space for the argument, and you can be a Christian, is that you can, you can believe that the earth is young, okay, or that the earth is old. And I'll tell you now what I believe. The old earth Christians, which will surprise you, John Piper, do you know that? Interesting. Huh? Said he's okay with, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, boom, it's there, and it may rest. But then came God and he, in, in six or seven days, made man, man is young, man is six to 18 or 20,000 years we've been around, created a moment of distinct creation. And they say Christians may, it's arrogant for the young earth or the old earth people to totally uh, disregard the other's opinion, Okay. So I, I lean towards young earth as well, myself, and, and, and my reasons for it is that, and, and it's is not to try and make you a young earthian, but I'll just tell you why, is, is you can make something now that looks old, even as a man. And so God could make mountains with his hands in the way he wanted to, with the appearance that it's been old, with a waterfall and everything. And we know that a waterfall takes thousands of years to walk, work its way back into a mountain. But if God wants to carve his finger through it and make it look, he, he can do it. I mean, people on the streets take old doors. They make it right before a nice little cupboard and they make it look old because it's, it's stylish. And if they if can do it, man can do it. Um, if you've got a building, everyone knows if if this building here never gets any attention for the next hundred, two hundred years, I, 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 will, will, If no one, no one does any maintenance, will the thing still stand? can the engineers help? It, it might still stand at places, maybe with rain or stuff, you, maybe a part of it might be out. OK, so if you leave stuff for long, it will go, but you can also take dynamite and blow it up. If you were not there and you come to the scene, it's like, oh, so did this happen in a moment or over time, you can make stuff. Break and so we can play with the age of stuff. You can go into the sun and not get out of the sun for ten years, and you will look twenty years older because of sitting in the sun and being fried by the sun. So you are thirty, but you look fifty. Okay, and and so and you've made it that way. You facilitated. It. And so, if God wants to make something old, He can do it. For me, I'm I'm happy with that. But the old Earth people. And the young earth people or the old earth Christians that we should be able to be friends with and be in our congregation okay, 100% we all agree that man was distinctly created by an act of God and did not come into be from one species becoming another Okay. and so I've told you where I weigh in but what I say is if you if you if you read the Bible and you say no, you can see you can see God making the earth and letting it rest. Um, I'm okay with that if we can agree that God took his breath and breathed it. Lifted up the dust into a man. Even Eve, did he make a baby? Did he did he bring a baby to Adam? It's like Adam, you need to wait, I don't know how many years? Eleven or twelve and then she can be a wife. No, God can make old things. He can do it if he wants to. Make sense? But here's the thing. Very important about the creation is that you need to know, number one, that you are intentionally crafted by God. This is very important you know this. And I know it's academical, but it, it lands in your faith because it speaks about your worth. You were handcrafted by God. Let me just give you one or two ideas. It looks funny, but it's actually the truth. So the people that believe that we came from animals, maybe an atheist or whatever, when they talk about wars, they will say, wars are such a waste of life. But in the philosophy class, they will say, you're from an ape, and your life is then actually a waste of time. They might propagate, don't kill people, but then they say that, that it doesn't matter, it doesn't actually matter, you're a beast, okay? In a political meeting, the guy may say, we should treat other races, we shouldn't treat them like animals. If people come over the border and there's, I don't know, genocides and stuff, we, genophobia, it's wrong to, to, to treat Congolese people like they are animals in our country. But, but then again, in the science class, they will argue that all men are animals, can you see the problem? So, are we now significant or not? The Bible says that we are. That we are. And that you are. Very important. You are uniquely and distinctly made in a moment. And it says a lot about you. And I don't want to go off into this. I didn't plan this. But everything about you. know, sometimes we despise the person we see in the mirror or how our voice sounds, listen, you are crafted that way. And if you follow God, maybe you do not belong in the band, okay? For, our all, for everyone's health, okay? <laughs> and spiritual growth. But I promise you, if you don't belong there, it's because there's a stronger position in God's family for you. So if you get offended, if I'm, you know, I'm using something like this as an example, oh, I can't sing like that person. Don't come into your shell. Come out and say, I'm on a journey of discovery. I am crafted by God. So where do I? Where do I fit in? Can you see that? Okay. We're going on. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. God says, he knew you while you were being formed. For you formed my inward parts and you knitted me together in my mother's womb. Let me ask you a question. Can, I, can we have a difficult conversation quickly? What makes people valuable in this world? What makes people valuable? I tell you what the world says. If you are the person that owns the NGO that feeds the people, then you are more important than one of the people that comes to collect the food. Can you see that? If you are a movie star, the world places more value on you than someone that lives under a bridge, right? And sometimes even Christians get this wrong. Follow me here. They'll say, oh, we're made in the image of God, which means we are wise, we can think. Is it true? Yes, it is true, but it's one part. We are made in the image of God because we can communicate, and God can communicate, that's true. But, but, What about the person that gets to 80 years old? Lost his sight and then loses his hearing. Cannot communicate. Did that person, did they lose their value with their age? In the world, yes. Put them away in places where they don't bother us. If you are Nelson Mandela and you die, everyone knows. The whole world knows, the day, the moment. It's not a bad thing, but just to illustrate the point, but no one knows about the young boy that died in Imba because of gang violence. It's difficult. Now, let me just hit this home. Can someone go up and murder the CEO of Sussel tonight? They could do it. What will happen to them? You cannot kill someone. Can a mother walk into a clinic and say goodbye to an unborn baby? Yes. And it's not murder. Here's the thing. There's an intrinsic value that God puts on every living being from conception whether that person can help in society or not, speak well or not, whether they have great attributes. You see, a baby have nothing. It's not yet born. So in the world sense, that's why you can abort a baby. In our country, it's legal. But with God, it's not about what you can do. It's not about how much you give to the poor. It's not whether you live under a bridge. Here's the thing. Intrinsically, you are valuable because you're made in His image. Done. Done. No one in this building is more or less valuable than another person. Unborn, Very old. 90 years old, 1 years old. Intrinsically, you are valued by God. Can you see why the biblical account of creation is so important? It should not be a side issue. And we say it clearly in, in our beliefs in our church. We believe that we were intentionally crafted by God, and you have intrinsic value, number two. Know it. Know it. Make sense? Let's go on. I'm shifting a gear. We're moving almost to another area. This man, Eugene O'Neill, who knows the man? He's been dead for a while. He was also valuable. Okay? The greatest theater producer of his time in the States, Nobel Prize winner. This is what this guy said. At the height of his success, he said the following words He said, Success is just as flat as failure. I've been in this game so long, whether I win or lose, I feel the same. I'm empty. Doesn't matter. Tim Keller says something that's supposed to offend you. So if if it does, then. uh, He says, why does it seem like cats and dogs are more at ease or more at peace with who they are than humans? You've got this guy winning the Nobel Prize. He says, I'm unhappy. You've got a cat lying in the sun. Because a cat and a dog is doing what they're supposed to do bark, mate, pee on furniture, and make a mess. Okay? That's their calling. That's what they do, and they love it. But here's a question if we do things like For that day, he's the only Nobel Prize winner in the world. Everyone's eyes are on this man. Incredible theatrical work that has moved the hearts of millions of people. And he says, I am empty. How deep is the callings of our souls if something like this will not satisfy it? If we can achieve incredible things but live with depression... How deep is the purpose of our souls? What will satisfy the soul? Only this. Isaiah 43 verse 7. Everyone who is called by my name will I create created for my glory. It is wired into you. You will not have soul satisfaction without living for God's glory. And that's why a man showing parking with the love of God can display more soul satisfaction than the richest person that is not quenching his thirst with God and shining for his glory. It's incredible. Scripture says the wisdom of God is foolish to man. We cannot understand it. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. We have a soul problem because we were intentionally created to shine to God. And you can do anything in this world which involves all the riches, all the money, and everything you need, but if this is not happening, your soul will die unhappy and you might help the process along with suicide. Google famous actors, suicide. You won't get through the list the week. We have a soul. That's made to connect with God, and there's no other way. Because we were crafted like that. Isn't that amazing? Number three, your soul will not find satisfaction except in living for God. Know that. That next thing you're going around, you're going to get there, you're just going to go again. And Solomon, meanwhile, wrote it long back. I've got everything, it's meaningless. Let's wake up, people. We are here to glorify God. Are you with me? Take your and say, Okay, two more. Let's go on. Then the man said, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to the wife and they shall become one flesh. So Adam Adam, had time with God before Eve arrived, before he fell asleep. It was a busy day, day six. And he knew that there was something different between him and God. He knew it from the moment God breathed. The part into him that would not return to the ground. Okay, your body is made of a dust. Where will your body go? Back to dust. But the spirit, it will go back into the heavenlies because it's from God, it's eternal. Okay, and he knew that about himself 100%. And he would also understand that God is three in one. Okay, this man is just made sinless, his thoughts must have been. focused on God. There was no distractions, no clutter, no sin, nothing. He understands God. And he sees all the animals and he sees everyone is different. There's There's not a helper for him in one of the animals. And then God made Eve. And he looks and he sees bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Here's another one that is wired like me that can connect with God in this way. And so God spoke to me in a certain way that did not speak to the animals. And, and he does the same for her. i are we, we no longer alone. There's two here. But what it means for our faith is extremely important because if there was one person on earth, communication with God would be linear. But now there's another which means... This person is differently crafted. We're all different. And the way we hear and perceive God, especially in our distorted image of God, fallen from sin, it is different. Some of us connect with God through singing and some of us through, through writing a diary about God. For some praying, for some reading, for some dancing. Okay? Pray that I never dance in public, okay? And what shifted the day one became two is that when Adam saw the image of God in Eve, he knew a sin against her would be what? A sin against God. It was the first time he saw it. Because I can see God in her. And we see later on, and this is after the fall of man in a sinful state, God says whoever sheds the blood of man by By man shall his blood be shed for man. For God made man in his own image. The moment the second human landed, a responsibility door opened up. Very important. Number four, what one does to your fellow man, you do to God. That's why David said in Psalm he says, against you I've sinned stole someone's wife, lied, murdered the husband. He starts, he says, I sinned against you because his sin was against the image of God in man. Very important. Are you with me? Let's go on, almost done. A little bit of an academic evening, but put it in your system. Put it in, put it in, put it in. You need to grow. Some youth here, you guys, need to go back to school and say in class, listen guys, I don't agree with this. This is not right. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I'm formed and made. I want to bind two concepts together here. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness to God in your heart. Okay. Adam spoke to God and then Eve came and they could speak to one another. We have the ability to talk to one another because we're not one about God, right? We can share what we feel, or even if we have a question, I don't know if it's right, we can turn to God in prayer, and He loves it also, if we turn to another human. We have the ability to talk about God and feel like I'm I'm close to God when I talk to you about it. That's from God. 100% from God. That's why small groups are so important. Okay? But what it means is that in your fallen state, there's times when God will choose to speak to you through another human because of your coexistence before God. There's time when you will not hear except when someone else speak. But here's the thing, and you know it. Such a relationship involves risk. Are you with me? Because he opens himself to a fellow man, exposes himself to get hurt. The person may be wrong. And so what the enemy wants us to do is because of the risk to say, I'm, I'm going to do it on my own. It's me and TBN. We're going to connect And I think what God is asking of us, if you have something against your brother, go talk to him, is that we always go for reconciliation. Always go. And then re-engage in those relationships, even if there's a risk in the communication. And there's one or two reasons why. Jesus is willing to deal with the faults and mistakes of the person created next to you. So you should do it. But, he's willing to deal with you. <laughs> let's let's face up. And, and so, what you can also ask of the other person is, please also have grace with me. Okay, so we are showing the heart. God continues with mankind and he says... If you are of me, you continue with one another. Okay? Make sense? When you pray to God, when you pray, your words are not perfect. Sometimes you pray for the wrong thing altogether. Sometimes you can't get the words out. You're just crying and you expect God to know your heart. So... What he's asking is, even if your friend fumbles with his words at times, try and understand his heart. It's what I'm doing with you when you pray. Crafted and created by God. Isn't it incredible? That you have the ability, when someone says something the wrong way, and the way the words come out actually hurt you, and they see it and they realize they were wrong, and you can say, don't worry. I realize what you're trying to say. Don't worry. You've got such power. Isn't that amazing? Last point for the evening. Number five. Since we are created in God's image, we should listen for the voice of God through other humans. And also be the voice of God. Yo, oh, we're created incredibly I'm telling you. I'm wowed by this. My last slide is just a scripture. But God being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ by grace. You have been saved. Take courage tonight that every person that you encounter in the week every family member and every person that's in your office they are made in a way by God that God is not foreign to them even if if he's foreign to their minds their souls he breathes into them in a way that there's a deep part of him that knows which means when you speak and invite even if you don't see it there's something that responds from the depth of the soul and continue and pray and don't put your head down and say I will not testify again go on because there's a day when God blows on them in a different way and awakes wakes them up let's change this town. amen Let's stand up. Let's stand up tonight and respond to this. Um, You're welcome to sit if you want to, but for a moment, if, if we can just close our eyes, and I want you to try and think about the fact or the process that you were crafted by God. Try, try and put that in your mind for a moment. Okay? Try and put it in your, in, your, in your mind. You were crafted by Him. When you came out, or when you were conceived, I don't know what the angels conceived. The angel said, wow, another one so perfect and I think I I feel in my heart I just want to minister a little bit into rejection and I want to ask you a question Who's who's that friend or that family member who is the person tell you something that breaks you down and you listen to them when you know that you've been crafted by a perfect god don't listen to that okay i just want to pray for rejection for a moment and if you if right now you're just thinking about that person or that moment just quickly put up your hand and say that's me i just want to deal with it thank you for those hands. Just keep that hand up and then let's do the same thing. Guys, if you could just turn around, if you're a girl, put your hand on a girl, if you're a guy, on a guy. And, and let's break that assignment of rejection over these people because it puts people in bondage. The only thing you remember after tonight is i was fearfully and wonderfully made whatever the state you're in you were crafted like that accept and say thank you i'm gonna give you guys a minute just just minister over these people you guys can pray We're doing family tonight. There's not a lot of people. So we're praying and waiting and praying. And we'll we'll wrap up in five minutes. then I, wanna, I, wanna, I want us to pray for something um, very deep. And you can have a seat if you want to. And I'm not going to ask facilitators to come to you. Um, but I want to give you an opportunity to present your soul again to God. Don't be like Eugene O'Neill who accomplishes great things and then say it's nothing. Because the soul is far from God. So where where you are sitting, just present, represent, bring again your soul to God and say, God, I've I've become unplugged from you. I'm just presenting my body again to you. I am yours. Let me live from this place of strength. I'm not called to be an engineer. I'm called to be a disciple that does engineering. I'm not called to work in theater. I'm called to be a disciple and do productions that lifts up the name of God. Just offer your soul back up to God. When the soul is delighted in God, then anything can happen and we can say, it is well with me. But when the soul is not with God, anything can happen. (laughs) And it's not well with me. And uh, Some of you guys will know, but Horatio Spafford, the the guy that wrote the song, It Is Well With My Soul, lost his wife and his children in a storm. And he said, it is well with my soul, because nothing could move. And then another man, Eugene O'Neill, got the whole world and he said it is not well with my soul settle it amen I'm closing for us we're gonna have some family time we're gonna have some coffee with one another and uh, build some chats Um, not a lot tonight so stick around and maybe ask someone if you can make them a coffee maybe it changes their day you don't know amen Lord as we leave this place tonight we thank you that we can be here we pray for every one of our wonderful brothers and sisters that's on the road lord those who are working as we speak still and closing off shutdown those who are away for the long weekend we just bless them we pray that you will bring them back safe because the roads are crazy out there lord we just pray lord your protection over them but for us that is here lord you purposed us to be here together tonight i actually pray that when we open our eyes lord and we look even at our husbands and wife has been with us for 10 years or 30 or whatever that we will see something of you again anew afresh that we will look past the rubble and see the image of god because jesus you can do it when you look at me We bless your name and we thank you for this church. Lord, our desire is really to worship you with everything we have. In Cecil, in the schools, wherever we go, we choose to worship you with everything we have. Amen.